The president isn't supposed to get laid like. (laughs) (laughs) He shouldn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. The president should be a single person who uh, is really good at their job, is married to their work. um, (laughs) Or a woman, a nice woman named Tipper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Um, Yeah. uh, Praise him. <laughs> I people aren't praising Christ enough. You'd be a good first lady. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> Let's go. Stick Stickly here uh, for Nicktoons. Uh, we're coming up. We're talking about Nicktoons. Hey, everybody. Uh, no. Is this a character? Or is, I mean, is your, I, I want to know. I want to be part of the bit. I want to play in the playground. <laughs> is, was yeah, Stick Stickly no, a real character? It was, or yeah, is it from Nickelodeon. You? It was a Nickelodeon was a character. Nickelodeon. Then, I, then in that case, you nailed it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Um, Hi, yeah, Face here from Nick Jr. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's also, he is also, he exists also. Um, hey, hey, guys! Uh, it's Saturday morning, Tuesday. The adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. Oh, I almost forgot what order we do things in. I'm Andy. And y'all, listen. This is episode two of our impromptu Nicktoons arc. Uh, we kind of realized <laughs> last minute that we were doing <laughs> Invader Zim, and then we were doing Danny Phantom because the patrons voted for Danny Phantom, and we like. We're watching them and we're like, these, Somebody we should be this. able to talk about these together because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they feel very connected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, again, yes, this is a Patreon poll episode. So thank you patrons for voting. I'm sorry we didn't watch Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, which was also tied for the win with Danny well, we'll Phantom. get around to it one day. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We just thought... We thought we had more to say about the grungy, the grungy ghost boy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so welcome, everybody. And uh, we're going to talk to any phantom. What do mm-hmm. we got? What, what's what's happening? With, what's happening with DP? No, uh, no. Should we not? Mm-hmm. We're not calling it DP. OK, no, no. I've, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we should have avoid just in general porn categories when we. <laughs> I don't. I'm just talking. I'm talking about Danny Phantom, <laughs> or the director of photography. Well, sure. Uh, Danny Maybe Phantom. Somebody needs to get their head out of their dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, that's a category I'll watch. <laughs> uh, I. I have very, uh, prior to watching this for today, I have had very limited exposure to Danny Phantom. I watched some of it when it aired. Uh, This came out in 2004. Uh, It's created by Butch Hartman, who was also the creator of Fairly Odd Parents from several years prior. Uh, And... You know, it it happened, I guess. I I I it it definitely passed me by. I was yeah. in 2004. I don't know what else I was doing instead. Maybe I was already turning into the anime shit boy we know and love. Mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. maybe yeah, I don't know. When did Avatar start coming out? Was that around 2000, this time? 2005, 2006. It was 2005. But, okay, so. But Danny Phantom hit in a way I remember I remember being, you know, being a sweet little fucking absolute loser in middle school and yep. and and that would be um part due would start in high school but um when somebody wanted to show me Danny Phantom the show that they're watching as a as a freshman in high school I just thought nah, you're beneath me <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean you know as as harsh as that sounds um <laughs> I I also was definitely, you know, and I mentioned this in with Zim too, was just like I was just not tuning into Nick anymore. I just was not on yeah. that channel. Mm-hmm. It was not a place that I frequented. And, you know, 
I barely, I barely dipped into Fairly Odd Parents, to be honest. Like, I was aware that it existed. I'd seen a few episodes. I knew the general main characters. But, in my mind, okay. that's a much more recent show than it actually is. In, what? In, fairly in, odd in, parents? in the way Clockworks, yeah. I, I think of that uh, as not that old. Well, that's because it ran for 16 years. Oh, that'd do it, I guess. <laughs> that would do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it. It was on the air from, I think, 01 to 2017. And then just this year, they did a, like, pseudo sequel like hybrid live action 2d animated show called like fairly odder or whatever yeah it was the like was the like fuller house kind of kind of treatment but they fuller housed it for like a nick like a like an iCarly or like a you know like a uh yeah kids live action sitcom uh situation like apparently cody yeah apparently go to law school it seems it sounds like it's awful yeah, because it's just still like cartoon Cosmo and Wanda, but then like a live action kid and like <laughs> it's fucking weird. But that so that that brand has not died. And I feel like Nickelodeon. So here's here's a quote that I have that is very relevant to this conversation. Uh, Butch Hartman, who we'll talk a little bit more about in a little bit. Uh, after three years of Fairly Odd Parents being on the air or probably two or whatever, you know, however long it takes for a, a show to get developed, right? Probably at least a year. Um, he was out at a restaurant with the head of Nickelodeon. And the head of Nickelodeon, I don't know who it is. It's not in the quote. It's fucking not important. It's a CEO. And tells, his name is Chaz. It's probably Chaz. Chaz tells Butch <laughs> that Fairly Odd Parents is going so well. And he says, what else do you have? And Butch is like, well, I have a show called Danny Phantom. It's like a kid with ghost powers. And the Nickelodeon CEO, Chaz, tells Butch, can you have it done by March? Because I guess when you're a creator of, you know, a SpongeBob or a Fairly Odd Parents, you just get carte blanche to like, like you shit gold, I guess. And it's like guaranteed that any idea you have is just like producible. Right. Uh, um, I, these, this network in particular and a few others, when it comes to these cartoon shows, it's odd because... I don't want to shortchange how they're how they manage to get good things made because it's hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they just seem like when you hear stories like that and you look at, um, they seem like they have no idea how to hire people. Like they don't know yeah. where cartoons come from. And <laughs> <laughs> like nobody did the you make the talk with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was this is you. You do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super bizarre. I will say though, uh Danny Phantom has had a certain amount of longevity. It's kind of a cult hit. The people that loved it at the time still love it. There's like yeah. new there are new kids or like young like teens or whatever who are like still like discovering Danny Phantom and loving it. Apparently like it's big on Tumblr still. Like it, I, it feels like it takes up a similar place to Kim Possible. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yes, I agree with that. Um, it's just it's odd. And some people are like, it's the best thing Butch Hartman has ever made, which is like not a very long list, to be honest. He did like a show called like Tough Puppies and a show called what is it? Uh oh, Bunsen is Bunsen is a, I don't even know who, who fucking knows anyway. Yeah. And then he got super Christian, apparently got like yeah. super Christian. <laughs> Butch, this fucking dude kickstarted a streaming service for kids or like all ages family stuff. For Christian and kids. then after, after it got funded, then was like, and it's going to be faith based. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 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 What a fun Jesus-y rug pull. <laughs> Absolutely. Jesus, Jesus is okay with tricks. Jesus loves <laughs> tricks. Yeah. Well, they, you know what they say? <laughs> Jesus loves a trickster. I love the Wikipedia uh, page. Is, it looks like it's been pretty sanitized for all the, the tricks he's gotten up to. Um, but it's, it does say um, he is an openly devout, born again Christian and young earth creationist. Oof. Uh, converting Oof. in 2000, which I don't know how you become a young earth creationist as an adult. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a fucking psycho, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you, I don't know what to say about that. Either you've been gotten early 
or or man, something else is going on. Yeah. Uh I I don't I don't even fucking know. It's super weird. Um but you know, dude's a dude's a, a, a bit of a weirdo. And my favorite little bit is like a like such a tiny controversy, like a weird little petty controversy. Oh, is this but the attack on Titan. Thing? Yeah. This cracks me up. I actually remember this happening. He, for some reason, some crazy person commissioned him to draw fan art of Mikasa from Attack on Titan. Because, like, Butch Hartman drawing anime is absolutely what I want in my life somehow. Not at all. And he draws it, and apparently he, like, super blatantly just plagiarized someone else's fan art of Mikasa. And, like, everyone online tore him to shreds. Um... And I love how like small and petty that is, but like it's also hilarious that this guy, this probably super rich, incredibly successful guy, would be so lazy as to just pip, like plagiarize someone else's piece of art. Yeah, for for probably peanuts, right? Yeah, I don't know how much it costs to create, like to to commission somebody like Butch, but like <laughs> I don't know, it's just fucking wild. The dude's a little bit of a scumbag. Maybe he's our Sorbo of the week. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. I feel good about doing that. <laughs> we did watch his show, though. We we watched his weird ghost boy show. Uh, and maybe maybe we should start talking about it. Yeah, let's dive right in. He's a phantom. Young Danny Fenton, he was just 14 when his parents built a very strange machine. It was designed to view a world unseen. He's gonna catch them all because he's Danny Fenton. When it didn't quite work, his folks, they just quit. But then Danny took a look inside of it. There was a great big flash of things just changed. His molecules got all rearranged. When he first woke up, he realized he had snow white hair and glowing green eyes. He could walk through walls, disappear, and fly. He was much more unique than the other guy. And it was then that he knew what he had to do. He had to stop all the ghosts that were coming through. He's here to fight for me and you. Okay, everybody. Uh, I forget the theme. Oh, it was. You know, I started with Sticks Tickly, but oh it's right, because Sticks Tickly is here. It sort of hit an abrupt, an abrupt halt. Yeah, Not that I had uh, like an hour of content ready for Sticks Tickly. Uh, so the first episode of Danny Fandom that we watched, Andy, did we crowdsource these episodes? Or did... I did I a think... little bit. So yeah. I went looking online. I consulted the the spheres. <laughs> <laughs> the Ouija board. Uh, I even I even talked to uh, a couple people that I know. I talked who... to a few ghosts. I talked to some ghosts. No, I Did talked to talk a couple to people Shane? I know. I know online. I didn't actually talk to Shane. Well, no, he was part of this conversation. I talked to some people on Discord, and uh, and they were Danny Phantom fans. Uh, they have they had like really good memories of this particular episode and the like Ember character in general, uh, and then. Um, I just looked for a story episode for the second one that people seem to like online, but alrighty. So Danny Phantom episode 11, fanning the flames, a recently popular singer named Ember McLean magically enchants and charms teenage audiences with her hypnotic song. When Danny challenges her, she musically hypnotizes him with a love song. Now infatuated with Sam, Danny cannot focus on Ember and Sam must find a way to break his heart to get him fighting fit again. And I just want to say off the top so that there's no confusion. This show sucks. This <laughs> is, it, I, I would have more nice things to say about it. And I mean this literally. Yeah. Every single joke should be deleted from this show. They're terrible. <laughs> they're they're really cringy and bad. I didn't yes. even and notice the sh- there were jokes. There's they're, they're <laughs> awful. They're, they're so like one linery and 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 like oh yeah, yeah. And there is the the glimmer of a nougaty center that you can just barely make out some mm-hmm. sort of core kernel of of actually interesting material. I think you could spit shine that with a little bit more time and you would get that time by cutting all the awful jokes out. <laughs> um, every single, uh, the entire sense of humor of the show is wrong and bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let, yep. let, let's really quickly. You probably you've heard the <laughs> theme song. He's a phantom. The extremely good theme song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very thorough. So it does kind of explain his origin. So generally you get the idea. His parents are, I guess, like superhero slash like they're like two members of the Fantastic Four. Uh, if the Fantastic Four was two people and they're if they were parents. Ghostbusters. Right they're And they're Ghostbusters. Yeah. But they're definitely aping like a Reed Richards, Sue Storm kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, their only superpower is that they know a lot about ghosts and they ghosts. know how to bust them. Sure. Yes. Uh, and, but they're also inventors. And you know. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they built some kind of ghost door, ghost mm-hmm. portal. Um, mm-hmm. which honestly I think is the most interesting part of the canon, the, which yeah. I, I love the concept that his parents built a machine that they don't understand, fundamentally don't understand. Yeah. And ghosts sort of leak out of it. Um, just mm-hmm. sort of dribble out, uh, whenever th- they feel fit. And through a horrible industrial accident, their son, Danny has become half boy, half ghost. Uh, as a result of this machine, and now as the only person who knows what's going on, really, he uh, he has to fight the ghosts that travel into our world and cause horrible mayhem. Right, and he's got his friends. He's got his sort of afterthought friends at school. Oh, but um, they are fun. I I'll say I like I like Sam and Tucker as like dumb sidekicks. Uh, they're They've got uh, they've got at least something to them. They're not they're not bland. It, they're the best part of the show for for sure. Yeah. Um. I also want to say, uh, <laughs> drag them, drag them. Well, it's just it does it does. Austin already sort of mentioned how it's sort of aping at the Fantastic Four, and then we've got Danny who is who is sort of. He's not a fun action hero, but they keep kind of doing actions like do super, doing superhero stuff with him. He was the most fun I had with him was when he was like sort of sneaking around as a ghost. Remember to like get embers like mess yeah. with her mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. he's like, that's better. That's better than the awful fight scenes. Yeah, because yeah. he's otherwise just kind of like he flies around and does beams. He flies around and shoots and shoots ghost beams at ghosts. I, it's pretty boring. I was profoundly bored. By these yeah. two episodes, they're so I, fucking long. I cannot believe they managed to turn them into thirty-minute episodes. Yeah, they're, yeah. that's that's profoundly the bored. Is is exactly right. <laughs> Austin, please Danny Danny Phantom is pretty much exclusively, I think, thirty-minute boring chunks. as fuck. Oh yeah, and it's and it's it's so frenetic for how boring it is. Like this, yeah. it says it says so much and nothing at the same time. Yeah, this this is my fundamental complaint with this show. Uh is that it's the Butch Hartman of it all, right? He has a style. It's a, vi- it's a visual style, right? Like the art is in the exact same visual style as Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, it's not. It's not doing the same things, obviously. Like there's a bunch more green in this show for all the spooky ghosts. But like all the design, it's like really weird, thick outlines. Everybody's like. I don't know. It's like fucking it's 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 weirdly cartoony and everybody's kind of yeah. like gangly. But it's comedy designs for a show that isn't mm-hmm, really right. meant to be that. And the way that he writes all of his, you know, finger quotes, jokes and the stupid moments, uh, they play for Timmy Turner and Fairly Odd Parents because he's in elementary school. And we're there with that a little bit like. It's goofy. This is about a little kid. It's probably four little kids. Cosmo and Wanda are in on the joke. They know how stupid things are and they're leaning in. This show is like you just took all of those things and then made it about a teenager without like aging up your everything. They didn't. Yeah, that's a good point. They kept it aged down. It's like elementary school movement plot like like uh elementary school when when in this episode right so one of the things that happens is that obviously there's a will they won't they with danny and sam over the whole show uh which is which is excruciating part of me wanted part of me wanted to like it because i liked how more open it was than a lot of a lot of the the cutesies the cutesy romance that they drag out for uh, an entire show Mm -hmm. um and, they attempted to and, talk about it or yeah and, and yes but not only do they keep coming back to it way too fucking often as a as a punchline or even as a plot point it's just it's just 
it's just so ever present. It doesn't feel it feels like that should be the show then, right? Like this should be a romance <laughs> show if we're gonna keep coming to this well right. so often. Um And obviously this first episode that we watched is about that relationship to some degree. Uh Danny's whammied to be like full on in love with Sam and like, oh no, the drama or whatever. And but for <sighs> just a, for all of the effort it puts into a into making this relationship sort of the most it's the it's the most established relationship in the show, right? Like, no, I don't yeah. know anything about anybody else. Like, I know his sister is his sister, but I don't know what their actual dynamic is like. I know something about about Sam and uh, Danny. Anyway, my point is like, it's also just about the exact same cliche we've seen a million times. Like, no interesting. Yeah. He's the sort of bumbling boy who has eyes for other girls, and she's a piney. She's pining for him, and she's they, an indie like scene chick. And yeah, it just it feels it feels like why why bother writing this? You've, you've this has happened before. Right? Like, yeah. Well, and it's also being plagued by so much of these like just communicate already. It's like his parents still don't know. know that he's a ghost. And it's like, you guys, this would solve so many problems. And you have yes. zero reason to not tell your parents that you're you're, you know, a ghost boy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's like, just fucking do it already. It's happening in front of us. And we just have to sit here while things don't happen. <laughs> and it's crazy, too, because his parents are like, they don't have a cover identity. They're they're yeah. go they're professional Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, and what I wanted to say earlier to the to the point about the 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 relationship and like how sort of childish everything feels. There's constantly scenes like people keep calling them lovebirds and they like scream out in unison like I always knew you two losers would end up together we're not losers we're not together hey check it out the lovebirds are ganging up on Foley we're, we're not, not lovebirds love you know like how an eight-year-old would act and then <laughs> yeah. and then when they accidentally are holding hands or like something happens the the art pissed me off so much because they look right into each other's eyes and blush like yeah the you're dating now extremely extremely <laughs> bright red cheek blush that they do and then go and move it's it is literally elementary school bullshit and yet we're supposed to believe these are teens and i just yeah. i just fucking hate it yeah it, it it hurt to watch and i i will always bring this up i'm so sorry we're in a nicktoons arc but Fourth graders in Hey Arnold act like more reasonable <laughs> people than everyone in Danny Phantom. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean? Well, they're all forty-year-olds, basically. But yes, yes. But so, like, but yes. the way that the way that a romance, even a will they, won't they, even a pining whatever romance is treated, has just been done so much better almost everywhere else. Yeah, I, I don't know. The so the the kernel of this one, and we'll, we should probably talk about it uh, as the episode comes up. But I, I'll, I'll preface the kernel of this one that I thought could have been interesting. Like I said, except for the fact that their dynamic is just so played out and, and their relationship is fundamentally boring. But when when Danny gets gets uh, love potioned into liking Sam uh, more or differently or exclusively, however, <laughs> however, it's different. Right. Um, I liked that she was conflicted and sort of open to the audience about like she wasn't. She wasn't lapping it up. She was uh -huh. genuinely right. conflicted. Like, I like this attention, but this is a like love potion, and it's and this is gross. This vibe feels wrong right now. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying no forever. Okay, even the part of me that's kind of liking the attention is really freaked out by this. You and Dash, but we were... <laughs> but we weren't, were we? No, Ember did that. It's just, this is so hard, because part of me... Part of me really liked this, and yeah, yeah, and I really liked that take, and I liked her yeah. emotional journey with it, and mm -hmm. that was four, maybe five lines of the of the episode. It's like it's just such a small, tiny part. Because Sam is a much more interesting character than Danny. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, Sam is great, Lyle, and I had not picked up on that. Like, yeah, she, mm -hmm. you, it does not sound like a usual like her Azula voice. You know, like it is. You know, you know what I do pick up on that completely makes it impossible to take Danny Phantom seriously as a superhero is oh. that his fucking voice is Dexter Douglas it's from Dexter Freakazoid. Dexter Douglas from Freakazoid. And so, <laughs> like, the shitty, nerdy, like, alter ego of Freakazoid. So all I can hear is, <laughs> Oh, this is great. It's going to make my computer twice as fast. 
It'll allow for true dedicated multitasking, and at 300 megahertz and 16 megs of RAM, I can Dexter, interface... Dexter, honey, honey, you're boring us again, sweetie. Oh, sorry. This is, yeah. this is Danny Phantom? This is our teen heartthrob superhero ghost boy? I don't yeah. know. I don't know, He's man. He's a nerd computer ace? <laughs> Surfing on the internet and was zapped at cyberspace? Um, look, the other thing that happens in this episode that is obviously the she's the main antagonist the ghost of the week is this pop star named ember mclean who is a ghost and can hypnotize teens and i want to know what you do with this information but a lot of people are f- fucking attracted to her and were as kids when they watched this uh yeah that makes sense to me uh, yes mm-hmm. um not because i think i don't think she's attractive at all but, well, this art style is impossible to find anyone attractive. Uh, right. Yeah, I yeah. tend to agree. <laughs> um, but I, uh, but you know how I just mentioned, like, this show came out when we were a little bit, a lot too old for it. And yeah, yeah, people, yeah. some people were sort of still. So that is sort of intrinsically going to get late bloomers to bloom. <laughs> like, <laughs> it took people who were 14 or 15 who were still watching something like Danny Phantom. So, yeah, yeah. they're going to have some complex feelings. <laughs> I, well, I bet I don't have numbers for this, but I bet Danny Phantom was way more of a hit with like the eight to 11. I crowd. would have to imagine that most of this show's success comes from five year olds for mm. whom it was truly designed. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the show. ghost stuff is a little too scary, but they're like going to work <laughs> up to it. You know, like my life as a teenage robot is a way more successful like cartoon than this at doing very similar things uh there's a um, there's like any number of options for shows that do this that are better and i just i, I don't will know say i yeah i i don't think ember mcclain she's not even vicious she's not in, i think i don't get it to the degree like there's i don't know i, I don't get it I'm like shigo so, shigo is everybody's yeah, lesbian yeah, she sexual goes, awakening yeah shigo definitely <laughs> is crush worthy we yeah we see that um the, the thing there so during our zim episode i mentioned that there was a guy who claimed the dark harvest episode is making him want to kill and he did murder somebody uh because of danny phantom i have this line hmm. here in 2017 youtuber randy stare killed three people at his workplace before taking his own life, he was fascinated by Amber McLean, a character oh. from Danny Phantom, to the point of creating his own cartoon series based on Ember. Obsessed with the latter, Stair had written earlier that she wanted him to kill. Uh, wow. He wrote his own cartoon where she told him to kill, and he... All right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds yeah. like he wanted to do it. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like he I, wanted I to do it, does. and he wanted to yeah. fuck Amber McLean. Yeah. yeah. That's just fucking weird. Weird, wow. right? That's like the that's like the the Jodie Foster thing, right? Yeah, yeah, With absolutely. What's fuck? That's yeah. super weird. That's just a that's just a bizarre fixation that you that that has nothing to do with Ember. But that's so weird that the two shows, the two Nicktoons we picked, drove some rando to murder. I mean, she is <laughs> yeah. she's so aggressively hard to be around, like or try to like, <laughs> view as a like she's just always screaming and playing and singing bad music and whammy, you know wailing on the guitar like i don't know how, I, I i it's 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 noisy so yeah the 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 one thing i do appreciate basically the guts of this episode is that she plays this siren song She has this pop hit. She's a pop star, ostensibly just a pop star. And everybody at school is obsessed with her and they get all the merch and they're listening to her stuff all the time. Everybody Mm -hmm. loves it. Um, And I do like that this is 100% hypnotism and mind control. I'm very tired when it's just everybody at school is obsessed with the latest craze. (laughs) And and I agree. You know, it's like, no, there's no way this is how human beings function and yeah. they're just all into it this much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, you know, fully ghost magic. Uh, because, yeah, it's it's pretty mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fine, but I think it's it got too much airtime. 
the, the yeah. awful music. Oh yeah, just, we were was, done with it for yeah most of the episode. Uh, yeah, here's a question. Especially, go ahead. Did you, uh, Rory? Did you like seeing yourself in this show? Uh, pardon me. Oh, uh, you're the you know the the teacher, Mister Lancer, who swears in book titles. Chicken soup for the soul. Pride and prejudice. Lord of the flies, they're slipping right through my hands. <laughs> you mean Ron Perlman? <laughs> yeah, he does do that. That's funny. <laughs> it's just such a it's such a weird quirk that I was like, it felt really like forced at first but then the more he did it i was like i don't know i'm back on board i can't i kind of <laughs> turned around on it yeah <laughs> uh. i still can't believe that's ron perlman this this cast is good it's a good cast yeah but they got a, they got a bunch of people i mean ember is is what's her butt tara strong it's tara right? strong yeah so like i don't know it's well and she comes back i guess she's a recurring yeah recurring mm-hmm. character that is that is one thing, right? It was hard for me to pick episodes because I we don't like just always watching the first episode because frequently that's not like indicative of what a show is. Um, and, you know, if we're watching it just for the premise, we can get that by reading a Wikipedia article like it's fine. Um, but what's tough about a show like this is that it's it's madcap bullshit that also tries to have its cake and eat, eat it, too, by having continuity. And I don't I'm not like. I'm not sure how successful it is, I guess, but like, I guess it's cool that villains come back and remember past episodes and, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm I'm okay with it, but it really like, it, again, it just, it feels like things that don't fit with its vibe. Like yeah. this show just is so wacky, weird nonsense that like to have recurring villains and like an ongoing canon feels just like. I don't know, like a misstep. Maybe. I, I, yeah, maybe I don't know. So I think maybe a, a stable of villains is better. I think, in the sense that they're not really engaging with any premise for mm. the episodes. Like, there's just a bad ghost who does a, you know, it, it's a whatever Sailor Moon monster they've got that week, right? Yeah. Uh, so in in that regard, since it's not going to be doing any sort of like. Yeah, a- any anything where we're exploring an idea, I think recurring characters is fine. It's probably better. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, ghost I mean, I, I, no premise. I want to see what people like about this show. You know, like I, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to just completely trash it. Like I want to, I want to find the nuggets here. I think that our format is fighting us here because picking a couple episodes. While it gives us an accurate feeling of what the show is like minute to minute and our opinions aren't wrong or like invalidated by the fact that we jumped in the middle, like watching this is torturous. But I think what people like about it is the sort of end over end of it. And so Mm -hmm. if we were really going to give it like a quote unquote fair shake, we'd watch it through and I'm just not prepared to do that. No. And and I can also imagine maybe... You should have, you know, this was this was probably best consumed while it was still warm, fresh out of the mm-hmm, oven. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. for the you were the right age. It was the right time in the climate of what is on TV, um, and all of those factors made you fall in love with this thing. Not, not sort of cherry picked as if it were the you know cherry picked out of the the entire canon of all cartoons as that good. Like we've right. sort of, it's been sort of presented. Uh, the our, the our style, style may have been wrong for the genre, but at least it was crisp. Unlike a lot of the sort of ugly, muddy shit that had just sort of <laughs> lived on the network before it. But should we, yeah. should we briefly yeah. uh, talk about the, um, the, uh, <laughs> the upsetting moment of this episode uh, yeah. where, where Ember, Ember's like big plot is that she's going to, like do a concert that's like broadcast globally so that she can have the whole world under her thrall. Oh, this part. Yep. Uh, and we do one of those extremely ill-fated, you, never yeah, a good idea you, sequences. How do you present the whole world in just a few shots? Well, extremely caricaturized racial stereotypes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really it sucks, dude. It's really bad. Even for 2004, I feel like, like it's just not a, it's not, a, it's not good. Like you can feel like there was some sort of attempt 
this is going to sound so stupid. I'm going to say it anyway. The knee-jerk idea is Africa, right? To show, like, African tribesmen or something. That's always how this goes, and it's always bad. This time, they did Australian Aboriginal people, and it's just as bad. Because they did it the same careless way. Yeah, there's a it's hopping like, kangaroo. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't... I don't know. And then, like, they cut to Japan, and they're all, like, done up in, like, geisha face paint. And I'm like, and then at one point, one of them, what is it? Do they chuck, like, a ninja star? Like, what the? It's like, like what the throws fuck? a katana and if, says hi And if, if, I, if they had cut to Americans it, uh, in the same way that they had been cutting to these other cultures, we would have seen some 800-pound monster trying to eat a Ford truck, right? Yes. In his, in his, yes. In, in, in a flag, in a flag pajama onesie. Uh-huh. Yeah, this and is going to be a gun, reference probably. for, like, one person, but it, it was the, the, the dad from the Billy the Beef Tala Boy skit on uh, on Ren and Stimpy. That's a that's a reference for you out there. I know who you are, I guess. Maybe you're the one one. The one. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it's really, it's really upsetting. I don't, I didn't, I, it was, it felt out of place even in this shit w- show. This is too late in, t- in I can already, like, you know how a lot of times there's there's that knee jerk response to say, "Well, you got to remember the times, and it was a different mm-hmm. time." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I remember those that. times. <laughs> yeah, this was not that long ago, and this was inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So okay, uh, this was our show as the show episode, just sort of a run of the mill plot of the moment, you know romance subplot whatever Danny Phantom episode uh I guess <laughs> I mean we'll go to a sponsor and then we'll go to the the yeah the, can we can we get some it. energy can we get an energy yeah. ramp up a little bit can we sort of like inflate this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know, wait 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 hey you know what we need we need our friend Stick Stickly here uh oh. let's go to a commercial and then we'll come right back great Ding ding ding! I jingle the keys. Jingle these keys. Oh, ah, you are, you are. This is to this get is your how attention. you entertain me. This is what works. Yeah, but now Aww, it's, it's your go. turn. It's your turn to entertain us and make sure. a little money. Make a little money. Make a little money. Jingle those pockets. It's Did time. You say mungy? Make a little <laughs> mungy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's time to make us a mungy and. <laughs> <laughs> tell us <laughs> tell us about this sponsor this week. Tell us about a restaurant that serves old boots from the river. So I suppose this one, unlike a lot of our ads, requires a certain amount of context ahead of time. Mm, um, I don't okay. see why, but go ahead. <laughs> well, um you would you would be right to worry about how these boots are sourced. Um, yeah, I think as anybody wants to know farm to table and all that, like, mm-hmm. are, are they just polluting the river with boots to take them out later and serve them to me? Uh, you know, no, of course not. That would, that would never be what we do at the restaurant that we call a restaurant that serves old boots from the river. Uh, they, <laughs> you, you, you would be, it would be very, very reasonable to assume that they are taking truckloads of boots up the mountain and pouring them into our sweet <laughs> river <laughs> and driving into the and driving down to the bottom to dredge them up after they've uh, properly been brined for your for eating. <laughs> um, and I'm here to tell you, they do not do that. And allegations <laughs> of the such will not be entertained uh, mm-hmm. because you know. This is an honest fisherman's job to go to the river before sunup when the boots are still when the boots are still biting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they haven't gotten all lethargic from the heat. And uh, and they and they, you know, spend hours fishing for boots from our river, our pristine river. And they're clean they're cleaning up. Frankly, it's a service 
to the environment. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, where else do they put it? Back in the river? Back in the... That's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so... Into a landfill? I, I, I think I've been pretty clear, but just... This is an advertisement. We, I, I have an... I have an obligation to the sponsor to portray them correctly and honestly. And they do not, under any circumstances... Fill up many trucks at JCPenney's full of old leather <laughs> unsold boots. Drive them in diesel powered, diesel fueled cargo trucks all the way up the mountaintop just to pour tons of boots into our river. <laughs> they do not do that at our restaurant. A restaurant that serves old boots from the river. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Yeah, I've definitely, you know, you may have heard of other places that use boot farms, you know, yeah. where they, you know. Right, they, they don't just, taste the same. They don't have enough right, room to swim. Right, they just let the boots sit in, in like an artificially created, <laughs> just doing you know, in kiddie a swimming pool, pool or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not the same, definitely. Correct. No, these are fresh. These are fresh fishermen caught boot straight from the river I love what, that dude yeah and and the and then you then you taste it in the leather the leather tastes freer mm-hmm. than than farm than farmed boots um and it tastes happier yeah <laughs> you know actually I think I think the restaurant does have a name looking at my notes it, that was sort of the general description of the, the restaurant it, it is called leather and lace and you thought that made it better Okay, well, it's your ad now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you do this one now. <laughs> your joke. You're, you're, yeah, you're the, you're the guy now. Fuck <laughs> me for running with your premise. <laughs> tell everybody, Austin. Tell them. Tell them about leather and lace. Oh, what's what's there left to say? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Fenton, he was just 14 when his parents built a very strange machine. It was designed to view a world unseen. He's gonna catch them all because he's Danny Fenton. So here we are. We're back, everybody. Thank you for sticking with us, this sticking around. You're gonna hear us dog on Danny some more. Dogging on Danny, I call this segment. This is episode 15, Public Enemies. The town of Amity Park is thrown into chaos by the town's first mass invasion of ghosts. It's all part of the plan by Ghost Zone's top sheriff, Walker, to capture and incarcerate Danny Phantom. At first, Danny battles, then befriends a hulking ghost named Wolf. Walker and his goons overshadow most of the influential people in Danny's city. Uh, I'm going to interject here and say overshadow is their cutesy term for possess. It took me uh, half the episode to figure that out. So Walker and his goons possess most of the influential people in Danny's city. While eluding constant attacks from his own ghost-fighting parents, Danny defeats Walker and restores calm in the city. However, Walker's actions and lies damage Danny's reputation in the public sphere, and Danny earns the title of public ghost enemy number one in the process. Do you think they changed the term for possession in this show because Butch Hartman was super Christian? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's not an unreasonable guess. That's funny. God. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Didn't want to talk about demonic possession because he believes the world is only 2,000 years old. <laughs> Come on, um, Butch. Oh, Butch. Um, so I want to say something. Um, yeah. I feel like, and I think at, I'm a fan of a different cartoon that has a family with a basement that has a portal, an extra dimensional portal in their basement. Um, and as part of their myth art content that they tease uh-huh. at the edges. And I really wanted to also be on board for that, for this. I'm talking about Gravity Falls. Yep. Uh, I, this show has that same thing that initially really kind of excited me. And I, and learning about that content and about, again, about this like mystery ghost portal and this like, you know, connection to the ghost realm and ghost zone, the phantom zone. Sorry, that's taken. Um, <laughs> and 
I I found that that nugget that it's plot the ghost hook, zone. Yeah, yeah, it's what they call it. It's the they ghost call it zone. The ghost zone. Um, but <sighs> I I I find that that plot hook to me is more interesting than anything they've put in the episodes that we've seen. And yeah. I I really I I I and I'm I'm so I'm I'm staying open for this show on the premise that maybe some of that is is yeah is there and interesting. The literal only time I perked up a little bit because we've seen these ghosts portrayed as somewhat fully realized characters in the sense that anybody on the show is, right? There's yeah. yeah. And uh and they're not you know um criminals who are tried in a legal hearing and so when ember mclean is sent to what seems like solitary confinement in a nightmare zone i perked up a little bit because it seems harsh and scary and terrible <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. but that's you know it's 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 not lingered on that moment no look i i i'm with you austin i want the like ghost portal and the ghost zone to be interesting but the fact of the matter is they remove all mystery from the ghost zone because they regularly go there. It's just a green nowhere land with lots of angry ghosts in it. And there's no, like, I don't feel like there's unanswered questions. It just has a bunch right, of There's no ambiguity. There. Like gravity falls, like, you know, tends to pretty much always give you technically an out, right? Like obviously all these things pretty much all happen in gravity falls. Yeah. But often, often there's just a little kiss of like, could just be kind of weird though doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a literal monster right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but danny yeah. Phantom has literal monsters from a ghost zone yeah yeah well and the you know the plot hooks that they tease are super enticing but then also their weekly episodes are also interesting in their own right and well written um this this is just not that yeah um i I was looking forward to because I I checked this episode out a little bit. You know, I read the synopsis. It seemed like a semi pivotal moment, at least in as far as this show's like ongoing canon is concerned. Sure. Right. Like there's this huge ghost invasion and everyone hates Danny Phantom at the end of the episode. And, you know, something has fundamentally changed in their dynamic. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm interested to see how they handle, you know, a lot going on. Uh, they handle it poorly and there's a lot mm-hmm. going on and it's uh, nonsense. Uh, it's yeah. really it's really like hard to follow. Uh, there's too many characters that we don't care about. Yep. Uh, I wish that we'd gotten more time with Walker, this like ghostly prison warden who seems like he could be very scary and, and mean, uh, but we just don't spend enough time with him. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have enough to grab onto. Uh, Wolf is the most interesting part of this episode. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, this sort of werewolf ghost that can tear holes in dimensions with his werewolf claws. And speaks Esperanto. And speaks in Esperanto. Which is, in the moment, I was like, well, that's interesting. It does nothing. No. Like, it's a completely pointless detail. Does that, does that, do, do all details always have to have a point? No, I don't think they do. This one, though, like, Tucker recognizes that he speaks Esperanto because Tucker's like, yeah, a bunch of nerds speak Esperanto. I speak Esperanto. Uh, And then we find out later that Tucker doesn't actually speak Esperanto good enough to communicate with Wolf. (laughs) So we actually don't get anything out of any of it. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like just an out of touch. And then he can speak English later. Yeah. And then he can speak English later. It feels like just like an out of touch reference to what nerds are like. uh, Because learning learning Esperanto and Klingon was kind of a thing in the early 80s. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And... uh, I don't I've never met a single person who like learned Klingon or learned Elvish or anything like that. There's well, especially that these days, the, like in the 90s being into and actually speaking any conlangs is like the most niche possible nerd. Like like <laughs> there, oh, it's, it's it, hard nerdery. It's just not a thing kids were doing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. It It's really weird. Um, but Wolf is cool. I mean, I always like a, a villain that like isn't actually a villain and that, you know, makes friends with the hero. Even if it's done extremely clumsily, it's always a little bit satisfying. Um, yeah, and... I just I hate that we have a series of scenes that. Almost everybody in the city is being possessed, overshadowed by these sort of like ghost cops that are showing up. And they need to show additional scenes showing, okay, I'm going to jump out of this body and go this way. And then you jump into this body and jump into this body so that we know who's 
possessing what other character. And so we're they dealing should with never like, have swapped bodies from it, the second that Walker possessed the school jock uh, dash. He should never have had another body. Yeah, because it's so hard to follow if everybody yeah. sw- like there was a period of time where he left Dash and then another his like other main henchmen got into Dash's body. And I'm like, what? Now I'm supposed to keep track of this? The yeah. serious? The continuity is not only wasted, it's it's kind of shows how unaware they are of how nonsensical the whole episode is like. The, the idea that they think that they can sort of explain the, this one little this one little thing and now the episode makes sense is laughable. <laughs> yeah. 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 You could have fixed any number of other things, but somebody walked in and was like, no, they're not going to know who's in what body if we don't show it. How did the apple get in detail. the room? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't even really know what to say about this one. It's a lot of fighting. Um there's which again is not interesting visually. No, no it's it's really not um there's and this like, episode doesn't even have danny doing like you know some sneaking around some some espionage and ghost yeah porn. he keeps having times when he can't go ghost that's the right is that yeah he thing? says go ghost he's gonna go, go ghost. ghost i'm going go danny hi are you hiding here i'll go hide over there Okay, now I'm going ghost. I hate which. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm gonna go ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna make me ghost. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna make me go ghost. <laughs> That's the part Tumblr's interested in. <laughs> um, I yeah, I didn't. This was where I felt like I didn't understand the rules and probably should have looked it up. Like, can he? Can he not? When no, when people are looking, or is he choosing? It's, a, it's all <laughs> in service of his. It's all in service of his Clark Kent secret identity that everyone yeah. should figure out. Yeah, in but a, apparently a, his sister knows, and he can't ghost in front of his sister, but she knows. Yeah, would you go ghost in front of your sister? <laughs> <laughs> My sister, dude? No way. <laughs> I could be wrong about this, because, A, again, I haven't watched Danny Phantom for almost 20 years. Uh, I think maybe his sister knows, but he doesn't know she knows. Cool. I think she, I think she keeps his secret. And she just watches. Yeah, she just like she, she hasn't told their parents. <laughs> yeah, she watches him ghost from a distance from behind a tree. She watches him ghost from behind a tree. <laughs> I I just I I know we talked about it already, but man, I just hate that he hasn't told his parents yet. Yeah, when it's yeah. this when there there's this much conflict that is about them not knowing, and no well, conflict would arise from telling I them. I know that's that's the thing, right? Like you could argue it if. If they were just normies who, or who maybe would lock him up if they told him, "You, I think I'm a ghost." Well, I think that is supposed to be the implication. His parents are professional <laughs> ghostbusters. Yeah, if they were sworn to kill all ghosts, if they were sworn to bust his ghost, then yeah, <laughs> I think. But I think that is what him, we're right? supposed Didn't to swallow. He, they, no, no, he was. It was an accident. He did. He creep. He crept into their no, machine. No, I, I, when I they understand that, but like, but like, it's their fault. It is their fault. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And. I, I think I think we're supposed to believe that they just hate ghosts and he's like, oh, no, they'll like want to kill me. But I'm like, no, they're killing. They're you, shooting at you right now. You yeah. can literally be like, hey, mom, dad, it's it's me. It's fucking me. And Let's then they'll stop. what are they not going to have a moral conundrum about that and stop to think about it? Or are they just yeah, going to bust seem, you? They no. seem oh, they, they seem like excruciatingly good people. Right? Yes. God, there's I know. Zero so there's conflict no conflict from this from this relationship. No. Yeah, that's what's that's it. Yeah, th- there's fucking nothing in this in this dynamic anywhere. It's so frustrating. There is, I will say, I I thought about having an episode with the the like main recurring villain in it, whose name is Vlad, um, who is also half ghost like Danny, uh, and kind of has a Doctor Doom like uh, relationship with uh, his parents. Uh, where he went to college with them. Um, and there was like an accident with some, one of their experiments similar to what happened to Danny. And he became half ghost and he's been like half ghost for like 20 years or something. Um, and he's like the main villain. A- again, it l- lends credence to your to your Fantastic Four analogy there. Right. But mm-hmm. I just don't find him that interesting at all. I tapped through some episodes and he's just like, a, I don't know. He's in love with Danny's mom and like. 
is just kind of a creep. Well, it is Kath Susie. She's everybody's like hot cartoon mom. Yep. You must be cautious. At any time, one of these ectoplasmic malefactors, hi, sweetie, could appear out of nowhere. The thing I didn't like about this show, and it was, or about this episode, and I probably the show at large, it's hard to say, but it was very clear in this one, and it wasn't in the first one we watched. Um, uh huh. I do not like how stupid the dad is and how aware the mom is that he's just a fucking himbo like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it, it she's super smart and super competent and she's like you know you, she's she's very infantilizing with him and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if they hadn't if they didn't breed maybe that would be okay but <laughs> um it's <laughs> uh it the relationship that relationship that dynamic and and like i said how aware they are that she's smart and he's stupid really it felt gross yeah yeah it's not it's it like leave you can tell they want it to come from a place of like we all know the sort of the sitcom the, the sitcom dynamic the mom yeah. the smart one right. the dad the ralph crandon the yeah but usually <laughs> i'm the he's I'm not the, as, Tim the tool man taylor <laughs> yeah he's not as dumb as this dad who like is asking for cookies. <laughs> um, yes. Right. Yeah. And yes. usually there's some plausible like deniability yeah. that she doesn't think he's an, a Neanderthal. Like, right. <laughs> she seems to n- think he's dumb as a rock and is cool with it. And I didn't like it. I yeah. get the she, sense that she's dating a child. She's dating a child. I, I'm getting the sense that his intelligence fluctuates with the writer. Well, yeah, yeah, probably. On the probably. I, I get the sense that it is probably. He's as dumb as the joke needs him to be. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That Jeff, whatever, writes him as a complete kitchen sink. And... Well, and if you, if you look at, <laughs> if you look at fairly odd parents, Timmy's dad is the same way. Uh, Timmy's dad is like a complete cartoon. He's like fucking, you know, Daffy Duck for a dad. Like it's, it's. Which is yeah, fine if a... the show doesn't say it out loud. Like, mm-hmm. I, the show says to you with its words, this character is too stupid for you <laughs> to be with. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, this one was a mess. I think we should go to a wrap up and have some thoughts, some bigger thoughts. Let's go to that yeah. wrap up. Let's wrap it on up. Wrap it up. Let's go, ghost. Let's go, ghost. Let's go, ghost. <laughs> 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 Well, we've gone ghost, and we're here in the wrap-up. I loved um, it, to be honest. Breaking ghost? I loved ghosting with you guys. <laughs> Going ghost with you boys in the same room? Watching each other ghost? What could be better? What, 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 sister each other ghost? <laughs> what could bring us closer, honestly? Uh, God, we're weird. Um, I, yeah. uh, oh, you know what? Sorry, there was one more line in that last episode that I want to mention. Yeah, fuck um, it. Danny's getting chased by, uh, I think, the girl he has a crush on. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Pauline. Pauline. And she's possessed by a ghost, and she's she's shouting, you can't get away from me. And then he has this line where he says, like, you can't get away from me. I waited all puberty for a girl to say that to me, and now it's a complete bummer. What, you waited for someone to say, you can't get away from me? Yeah, I don't, I don't get, I don't get it. I don't wow, know. Wow, I waited all puberty for, what? <laughs> what? God. Chase yeah. you down and hold you against your will. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a dungeon. Oops. Am I in your dungeon? Oops. <laughs> they do also, forever. apparently the parents oh, no. have a dungeon. They do have the Fenton stockades. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of funny that the dad was, was like, can we can put the kids in the dungeon for the evening? Like we could just sort of dungeon the children. Well, I'm thinking about putting you both in the Fenton stockades. Jack, we can't lock the kids in some medieval containment device. Oh, all right. We'll just ground them like every other parent. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say Danny Phantom's a miss with us, and I'm sure that's going to piss off some Voters. segment of our... Of our uh, uh, who have... Yeah. Uh, every time we pull them, they punish us, and I'm yeah. starting to resent it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for this one, you know, I've just heard a lot of fond memories. It's a cult hit. 
Yeah, I want to know if you are listening to this and you liked, you actually liked Danny Phantom, please tell us why you <laughs> liked it. Like I said, I, I feel pretty confident that you probably just had to eat it hot. And it, it's, sure. yeah, there's, no re- yeah. there's no reheating this meal. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, much like Zim, that just kind of like it was made at the time and you just get it you get it at that time and it just and it exists in contrast to other things made at that time yeah yes it it was fairly odd parents and it had continuity you know and it doesn't keep you can't eat this one cold like a pizza no so uh but i think it's safe to say that i will not be signing the change.org petition called the go ghost again movement i read about that (laughs) bring back danny phantom Go ghost all over the room. Uh, happy to bring back Danny Phantom to Butch Hartman's uh, faith-based streaming service, <laughs> where he, uh, you know, uh, decides that he should go to heaven because <laughs> he's part ghost, and and you know, uh, and just sort of you know goes to church camp for a while, I think, so yeah. that he can. Uh, you know, because we don't see him go to church on Sundays. So one that's time concerning. I went ghost at church camp. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just lay down in the pews and go ghost it. <laughs> <laughs> Squirt out a tube of go ghost. Oh, that's that's can't that can't be. <laughs> you can't publish that. <laughs> We're gonna see you next Tuesday. <laughs> no, wait, wait. We're gonna see you Nick Tuesday. See you. Ooh, Nick uh, Tuesday. Still here. Still here. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. See you next Tuesday. Tune-